Hey, we know there's a lot of options out there for podcasts, so I just want to say thanks so much for joining us on the Voyagecast today. You have an absolutely breathtaking hiney. I mean, that thing is good. I want to be friends with it. Electricity, I feel fire, feel of emotion. Welcome back to another episode of the Voyage Cast. In today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about dating. Are you ready for the show? I was born ready. Yeah! All right, all right, all right. We're back with Brianna and try again. I get it wrong every time, <laughs> Brianna. And she's got five dating tips for us. And the first one she's going to get into is called "Don't Play Games." Yeah, but don't play games. So how I would describe how this shows up in re, in new dating relationships, and it can happen in established relationships, is a lot of communication, right? So uh, if you want to communicate with your dating partner and you don't hear from them for a day and then you get upset and frustrated by that, so when they do write you, uh, you wait four, six hours to respond to make them feel the way that you felt while you were waiting for their text message. That's playing games. Um, I think this can really set people up for unhealthy dating dynamics. Yep. Um, other ways that we play games is if we uh, someone reaches out and asks if we have plans or would like to get together and you're just very vague and, oh, I'm not available. And if you really like somebody, to me, that can create a very unsafe feeling in their body. And so if you're going to the mountains with your buddies for two days and you know that you're not going to have cell service or just that you're not going to be responsive, that's okay. You don't have to be glued to your phone all the time, but let a dating partner know yeah, I'm going up to the mountains. I probably won't be really receptive. I'll get back to you or I'll communicate with you when I'm back in town. Great. That just creates so much safety, even if it's a new relationship. Um, the more that you don't play games, too, that also helps us get a really good judge on the other person. That's right. And if they're the type of dating partner that you want to date. So if they continue to go days without writing you and you're responsive right away because you're not playing games, then maybe we need to reevaluate if this is the right partner for you. But if you're playing games back, then it's really hard to decipher is this are they responding to my negative behaviors or are they just not the right partner for me? So not playing games I think sets you up to feel safe in a relationship and just to build the foundation of a good relationship or to know that the relationship needs to end. So the second tip that uh, you presented here was uh, give second chances. I'm really curious to hear what you have to say to this. Yeah. So uh, people either do one of two things. We go to these two extremes. Uh, the first time someone offends us or hurts us or maybe doesn't show up for us, we say, I'm done. I'm out. The other extreme is that we keep getting hurt and we keep forgiving and suddenly we're giving second chances, third, fourth, fifth, and it's just a continual pattern of being disappointed. So really we have to find the balance. People are not perfect. You're not perfect. What in the hell? That's not true. I right? Yeah. I know. Well, everyone is not perfect, but Eddie. Um, <laughs> That's right. But in a dating relationship, there will be a time that you might let somebody down. Uh, maybe poor communication, poor planning. You thought you had more time than you, than you did. And if we close the door 
on the first time someone hurts us, then we are going to be very, very lonely and live this life alone because it's human nature that we will let people down. And then where we have to caution ourselves on the other side of that extreme is to not allow people to continue to hurt us and to not advocate. And advocating is not, hey, you're hurting me. You need to stop. If it's a new dating relationship and this is repetitive behavior, then advocating means you have to end the relationship. So give second chances. But don't give too many. Sounds all right. Yeah, that seems pretty reasonable. Okay, your third tip, honor your needs and desires. Yes. So what I see a lot in working with clients is we show up in new dating relationships and because we so badly long to be in connection with people that we will be what they want us to be. And so denying or not honoring your needs means... um, you go on a date with someone, you know how dating apps will say like what you're looking for. And if someone's saying they're just looking for a fling and you're really trying to intentionally date to find a spouse or a committed partner, that would be dishonoring your needs. Oh yeah, no, I'm totally casual. That's all I'm looking for. Yeah, that's fine. Right. Because you're afraid that if you speak up and honor your needs, you won't be in connection with your, with this person. And the reality is you won't. You will not be in connection with this person if you're honoring your needs. But the other side of that coin is, well, what happens if you dishonor your needs and you stay in connection with this person? Your needs are never going to be met. And you're going to be very lonely, very sad in connection with this person. So what I see a lot is if you want kids, state that. You don't have to be ashamed with it, about it. If you want to get married one day, Right? How often do we hear people in our society be, oh yeah, marriage isn't that important. If you truly believe that, that's fine. I'm not judging you. But if you don't and you long to be married one day, then you're setting yourself up for devastation. Um, frankly, if I'm in a dating relationship, I do want connection every day. That does not mean I have to see you every day. A text, a phone call. And if you dishonor your needs, then you're pretending you're okay going three, five days without hearing from some, oh yeah, I'm totally okay with this. Yeah, totally. And you're panicking on the inside. Don't Don't panic. Everyone stay calm. Right? So if you can show up and honor your needs from the beginning, you're actually going to protect yourself from getting hurt. Will it hurt if that person does not want to date you because you want kids and they don't? Yes. For a day, right? But if you go on this path, this journey and get in connection with somebody and then six months, a year, Five years down the road, you still can't convince them to have kids and you love them and you can't imagine life without them. That's a lot worse pain than getting rejected after the first date. It reminds me of so many of the clients that I work with also that when they present themselves in a way that's dishonoring their needs or desires, it's like they present a false self. Yes. And and then you're not really yeah. loved for the authentic self. A hundred percent. So Eddie, I actually, I use the phrase a false sense of security. Because if you're presenting your false self, you're going to get a false sense of safety and security in this relationship. All right. The next one, be direct. Yes. I feel like this is an echoing from our previous conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We live in a culture where there's a whole lot of passivity and a whole lot of like trying to interpret what people mean, right? And this kind of goes along with honoring your needs because... Okay, so think about a texting conversation. If uh, either, this could be male or female. If you get a text message, hey, what are you up to? 
that is not a direct message, right? That is an ambiguous reach, right? But if you say, hey, do you have plans tonight? I would love to get together with you. That is a direct reach. You're reaching for connection and it sets you up to have success. The person will either respond to you and say, oh, I'd love to get together. And now you're going to be in the connection that you desired or two things can happen. They're ambiguous back. And if that continues to happen, then maybe the connection needs to end or they'll be direct back and say, I would love to get together, but I already made friends with plans with my friends. Can we, can we schedule for Friday, right? If everyone's being direct, there's no room for interpretation. And when there's room for interpretation, what? Interpre- you can do it. Interpretation. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that support. You did it. Um, but when we have to interpret, what do you think is going to happen? All these anxieties, all these fears are going to come in and that's going to be telling you what their behavior is doing. But you cannot sit there and do a, pa- I call it a passive reach. You cannot passively reach for someone and be like, well, they didn't want to get together with me. No, they didn't know that you were even interested. And from the other side, they're going, wow, well, do they even like me, right? So everyone's making these false assumptions and we don't actually know what's going on. So the more direct you can be, does it set you up to get hurt? A hundred percent. Could you directly reach for someone and them not want to go out with you? Yes. But again, how much more painful is that going to be than doing this Back and forth, passive. Do they like me? Do they not like me? What's going on? That is a lot more painful and a lot more excruciating than asking, and this could be male or female. Hey, are you available? I'd love to get together with you. If someone gives you an ambiguous... What was that now? Ambiguous answer back or even just um, it's an answer but not very directive. I'd love to get together with you. Yeah, sure. Then respond again with direction. When are you available? I'm available this Friday. Are you available? It's so easy. And then if they say yes, great. If they say, let me check my schedule and you never hear from them, I think we're done, right? So again, it gives you some confidence that you know when to walk away. Or kind of puts you in the driver's seat of dating. Yeah. You don't have to be waiting. You can just be direct and we're not being pushy. If someone can't get together with us, we're not going to panic and like, throw daggers at them. That's not cool, right? Like it's okay. They don't want to get together with you or they can't, but it just, it provides so much more clarity and you don't have to be guessing. We can just find out. That makes sense. Got to keep an eye on it. You know, really do. I've actually had this um, and I've done it with my female clients because, you know, I think we live in a society that it's like the male has to be the one pursuing. And I don't think that's always the case. And I coached her to, she had a date. She really liked her date she didn't hear from him. And I said, Hey, let's reach out. Let's let the person know we enjoyed the date. And if they'd like to get together again and the person responded and said, Hey, I just don't think we're quite compatible. And her response, it felt so much better for her to just have that direct clarity than to be now waiting, anxiously panicking until we hear from that person again, that might not ever come. Yeah. That seems like that'd be a better approach Mm -hmm. to being direct. It is so much better. All right. Last one. Ask for clarification. Yeah. Don't assume. Yeah. That's a good tip. Yeah. This, again, we have, we're entering into dating relationships or any relationship with our experiences, our triggers, 
are junk. And if someone says something that tweaks you, don't just assume we know what they what they mean. Um, if someone says there's children running around and they're like, oh, man, that looks horrible. And you go, oh, my gosh, they don't want kids. I can't be in this relationship. I need to get out of here right now. And you end the relationship. You're doing yourself and this dating partner a huge disservice. Um, later on, doesn't have to. we do not have to frantically ask for clarification. If you're asking out of anxiety, it probably won't be uh, shared well and it won't be received well. But if later you say, hey, you know, when we were out um, and you said that situation with the kids was horrible, what did you mean? Oh, I just, those parents were not handling it very well. And it was just really chaotic in the environment. Oh, like, what are your thoughts on kids? Oh, I think kids are great. You know, I, I probably want one someday, right? It's like, now we have clarification. And, or maybe he goes, I hate kids. Oh, Okay. So you don't want any kids. No, I don't think I want any kids. But now we have, again, clarification. Uh, you do not have to worry if you left the relationship too soon, right, by doubting yourself. Did I give him a second or, you know, did I respond too quickly? No, you have clarification. You know exactly what he or she meant. So do not assume we know what people are saying. If it's your trigger and you need clarification, go ask for it. That's a great tip. I find that to be exactly the problem in a lot of dating situations, also in marriages. Too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. These things that we talk about, if you can start utilizing more productive ways of communicating in a dating relationship, you're going to set the foundation for a healthier dynamic with a committed relationship, a spouse, a marriage, right? I can't assume what I, what my husband means every time he says something. And if I have a weird response, I need to share, hey, what did you mean by that? Or I took it this way. Oh, no, 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 I didn't mean it that way. Or I did. And now we, ha you know, we have to talk because there's something going on that we need to figure out. So it's just, it's, as you said, it sets up healthier relationships in general. And you're not left mind reading. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. To your own devices, we are... We can be very unhealthy in our fears and our anxieties and our childhood trauma and those messages we heard from our parents or bullies. We go Absolutely. to those places. Yeah. I, I have so many couples that I work with that I do everything I can to interrupt the process of mind reading mm -hmm. and making these assumptions. Yep. And we yeah. have to clarify. Yeah, absolutely. Good tips. Thank you so much. Yeah, me. thank you. Appreciate it. Well, that wraps up another episode of The Voyage Cast. We hope we put a smile on your face and maybe taught you a few things along the way. Remember to stay tuned for additional life-changing content. We aim to please truly. Also, if you do like our episodes and you do like what we got going on, be sure to give us a five-star review and share this with your friends. And if you're feeling a little extra generous, be sure to join our Patreon. Thanks so much. <laughs>